Hello, and welcome to the Emmanuel Baptist podcast. We are about halfway through our daily Proverbs uh, insights, and I am Amy. I'm here with Karen today. Hello. Uh, we're, we're taking over. The ladies have kicked the men out, and we are going to take over the podcast and talk about girl stuff. Not really, but we're just going to going to have the girls chat today. Um, so we are doing this podcast to encourage you to chew on the words of scripture and to apply them to your daily lives. And Karen, would you like to read the chapter for us today? Sure. So today we're reading Proverbs 15. A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. The tongue of the wise adorns knowledge, but the mouth of the fool gushes folly. The eyes of the Lord are everywhere, keeping watch on the wicked and the good. The soothing tongue is a tree of life, but a perverse tongue crushes the spirit. A fool spurns a parent's discipline, but whoever heeds correction shows prudence. The house of the righteous contains great treasure, but the income of the wicked brings ruin. The lips of the wise spread knowledge, but the hearts of fools are not upright. The Lord detests the sacrifice of the wicked, but the prayer of the upright pleases him. The Lord detests the way of the wicked, but he loves those who pursue righteousness. Stern discipline awaits anyone who leaves the path. The one who hates correction will die. Death and destruction lie open before the Lord. How much more do human hearts Mockers resent correction, so they avoid the wise. A happy heart makes the face cheerful, but heartache crushes the spirit. The discerning heart seeks knowledge, but the mouth of a fool feeds on folly. All the days of the oppressed are wretched, but the cheerful heart has a continual feast. Better a little with the fear of the Lord than great wealth with turmoil. Better a small serving of vegetables with love than a fattened calf with hatred. A hot-tempered person stirs up conflict, but the one who is patient calms a quarrel. The way of the sluggard is blocked with thorns, but the path of the upright is a highway. A wise son brings joy to his father, but a foolish man despises his mother. Folly brings joy to one who has no sense but whoever has understanding keeps a straight course. Plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors they succeed. A person finds joy in giving an apt reply, and how good is a timely word. The path of life leads upward for the prudent to keep them from going down to the realm of the dead. The Lord tears down the house of the proud, but he sets the widow's boundary stones in place. The Lord detests the thoughts of the wicked, but gracious words are pure in his sight. The greedy bring ruin to their households, but the one who hates bribes will live. The heart of the righteous weighs its answers, but the mouth of the wicked gushes evil. The Lord is far from the wicked, but he hears the prayer of the righteous. Light in a messenger's eyes brings joy to the heart, and good news gives wealth or gives health to the bones. Whoever heeds life-giving correction will be at home among the wise. 
Those who disregard discipline despise themselves, but the one who heeds correction gains understanding. Wisdom's instruction is to fear the Lord, and humility comes before honor. That was a mouthful today, Amy. It's a lot. It's a lot of verses today. So the one I listened to this morning, David was talking about, he could just picture Solomon going around and had this thought and was like, write it down. <laughs> I think that's what he did with this yeah. one. <laughs> He's uh-huh. like, oh, thought. Like, light bulb, write that down. Light bulb, write that one down. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> a lot of contrast in here, too. Uh, uh, this, but that. This, but that. That's, yeah, um, definitely. <laughs> so, yeah, so many things that you could you could go to in this one. One that stood out to me is verse 8. It says, The Lord detests the sacrifice of the wicked, but the prayer of the upright pleases him. And uh, I think it stands out to me because we've been in Sunday school, in children's church, talking about Saul and David. And so we just talked about how uh, Saul tried to give a sacrifice to the Lord without waiting for Samuel, who was the priest and was supposed to be the one giving sacrifices. And so Saul got um, a little anxious and decided to just do it himself. And so God rejected that sacrifice because Saul wasn't doing it obediently. He was doing it for his own pleasure. Whereas we see David in contrast later on uh, bringing a sacrifice to God and offering to buy a field and uh, the owner of the field says, well, I'll just give it to you. And David says, no, I will not give my Lord a sacrifice that costs me nothing. And so I think that uh, that definitely, that, that verse in particular, really strikes to the heart of what God wants for, from us. It's not just going through the motions and doing things because it's what we're supposed to do, but really having a heart for him and wanting to, to please him and obey him is, is the real thing that God desires from us. So, yeah, when we think that these are so disconnected and disjointed, if you go down to um, even verse 32, those who disregard discipline despise themselves, but the one who heeds correction gains understanding. I feel like that's connected to verse 8. Yeah. Like when you just go off and do it your own way. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of what Saul did, right? Like yeah. He just did it absolutely. his own way. Mm-hmm. And God was like, nope, that's not <laughs> what we're doing here. Yeah. You need to slow yourself. Slow your roll. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's, you know, it, it just, they feel disjointed, but I think they're more connected when we sit down and chew on it. Yeah. As we're asked to do mm-hmm. when we chew on it they're more connected than we really think they are and then the other one that I wanted that I feel like it's connected to but I have to find it is where I feel there's one in here about planning that you have to plan but I have to find that one so if you have more thoughts go ahead I want to find okay. it <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll go to more of mine while you look um, another thing that struck me was the number of things talking about um, they're having little but with joy and peace rather than having a lot with uh, quarrel and, and hardship. And I think that a lot of the Proverbs that we've looked at recently kind of talk about the joys of having wealth and um, using your wealth wisely. But here Solomon kind of turns another direction and says, you know, like that wealth is useful if it's if it comes with happiness and joy. And so... Um, for instance, better a small serving of vegetables with love than a fattened calf with hatred. And I think of different uh, gatherings I've been to where, um, you know, it's a, a big party and a feast, but then there ends up being a fight and it feels like a horrible time, whereas I would have rather been at home just having a 
regular old dinner when there wasn't a lot of strife and uh, an argument going on. And so that one definitely spoke to me as, as something that is that rings true. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, and that kind of goes along with that a gentle answer turns away wrath, yeah. but a harsh word stirs up anger. How many times have we seen somebody make a comment that maybe was not necessarily appropriate and somebody responded out of anger? Yeah. And when I say responded, maybe reacted rather than responded. Because I feel like a response is like a planned, thoughtful yeah. response where a reaction is instantaneous mm. and not very thoughtful. Yeah. And that reaction makes it worse. Yeah. It escalates the situation where a thoughtful response can de-escalate the situation. Um, And it just kind of, it really makes a difference and sets the tone for Mm -hmm. the whole event. And so those two also go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. So maybe somebody could have helped edit (laughs) Solomon's Group them up a little bit better. (laughs) I do think they are connected. (laughs) They're just maybe not Uh ordered very well, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, And then you go down to four. The soothing tongue is a tree of life, but a perverse tongue crushes the spirit. Like they really do kind of connect is that we can, um, we even as Christians, even as Christians, I have seen this with Christian friends. Yeah. We can turn other Christians away from us. Mm-hmm. And if we're not careful, we turn people that could become Christians, people that could be saved away from Christianity. Because if they see us, um, right now, the big thing, politics is oh, very yeah. volatile right yeah. now, right? Mm-hmm. You can't be a Christian if you identify as this political party or Mm -hmm. you're part of this political party, you can't possibly be a Christian. How many people do we turn away by making those kind of statements that I feel like are so harsh and so cruel and somebody that I really look up to, um, that I have admired for a long time. And he's somebody who's older, um, that was an elder in a previous church. I had to stop following him on Facebook because of comments like that. Yeah. Um, I know his heart, mm-hmm. and so I know that's not exactly what he meant, but if I did not know him as a person, mm-hmm. I would have really been turned away from, and, and if I was not a Christian or I was not already involved in a church, yeah. I would have been turned away from Christianity mm-hmm. by hearing or reading what he had to say, and that we just need to be really careful with making comments like that, even if we are angry about the political con climate today Mm -hmm. or what's going on in the news or anything along those lines is that yes God wants us to speak out and he wants us to speak his truth but Mm -hmm. sometimes his truth needs to be in love yeah absolutely and I know that there is a a time that we need to speak truth and that truth can appear harsh to people but we can't do it so much that we just turn people away from God yeah um and so that, that soothing tongue is a tree of life just really speaks to me because I've seen so much of that lately that it's very disheartening. Also, yeah. I don't like, I turn away from that. Like, <laughs> if it's yeah. conflict, I'm like, oh, I'm out of here. Bye, guys. Yes. So, um, you know. Um, and as a parent, verse 5, a fool spurns a parent's discipline, but whoever heeds correction shows prudence. But even as a child of God, mm-hmm. like I wouldn't be like God. No, I still want to do it yeah. my way. <laughs> uh huh. Absolutely. 
How many times do we say that to God? Yeah. Like, God, I got this. And God's like, no, you don't. Yeah. I've got this. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was just thinking this morning about how having kids has taught me more than anything else I could have imagined about being a child of God. Because I see the way that they react to me and the the uh, ways that they kind of rebel against me. And I think, in the moment, I think, oh, that's so frustrating. But at the same time, I think... I do that same thing to God. Like, I sit there and say, oh, you're going to discipline me? Well, I'm just going to do worse just to make you mad. And it's like, <laughs> that, that doesn't do me any good. And so I see my kids doing it, and I think, oh, that's just speaking to me and telling me that I need to stop it. So, yeah, definitely. Um, we we need that instruction just as much as our kids do, for sure. Oh, absolutely. And I think even recently, I, in a conversation with God, I was like, okay, God, okay, okay. And now I've heard my kids be like, okay, Mom, whatever. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> and it's like they're giving in, but it's a very reluctant giving, yeah. in, giving in. And I do the same with God. Like, I'm giving in, but it's very reluctant right uh. now. <laughs> eventually, I have given in completely, but in the beginning, it's like, I hear you. Yes. I'm giving in. It's reluctant right now. But I'm, just give me time. Yeah. I'll get there eventually. But I'm, I just, it's very reluctant. This mm-hmm. is not what I saw my life looking like. <laughs> <laughs> I know you have a bigger plan and I just need to let go. Yeah. But this is hard. <laughs> Absolutely. I feel that 100%. And I love verse 31. It says, whoever heeds life-giving correction will be at home among the wise. And I think that speaks to that same thing, like we've got to listen to that correction, but to be at home among the wise, to feel like you belong there and you're comfortable there instead of as you know an outsider, an outcast. Like we become like the wise whenever we heed that life-giving correction. And uh, I don't know. I just think that that's a beautiful way of putting that. Absolutely. I love it. And then um, just the last couple are really good, 32 and 33. Those who disregard discipline despise themselves. When you, when you go against God's will, you just, you feel lost. Yeah. So you may not necessarily despise yourself as far as hating yourself, mm-hmm. but you feel lost. You feel mm-hmm. directionless. Yeah. But when you give in and you go with God's direction, even though it goes against everything you feel like is right in that moment. Mm-hmm. At some point, you're like, I get it. Yeah. I understand now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I feel like I've lived that out the last couple <laughs> of years. Um, having left teaching, you know, I had 10 years of teaching and I had student loans that went along with teaching. And now I'm in a job where like the stress is, I just don't have stress related to my job. Um, and I'm able to go to seminary and my job is paying for that and there's just so many doors that have opened because I followed God's will and it's just been amazing. There's so many things that I can, you know, we'll have to have a conversation one day. If you want to ask me, you have to ask me. I don't have enough time in the podcast, but there's a lot of things that have happened. Um, even along the lines of my adult children's, I call them adults, their life and their health, um, that God has opened doors and given us, uh, I can see, I understand. Mm -hmm. So gaining that understanding, I understand things that I would have never understood if I had not left teaching, which I feel like was God telling me to do that. And then 33, wisdom's instruction is to fear the Lord, and humility comes before honor. And I can tell you right now that God has humbled me yeah, uh, like a million times mm. over. And um, Caitlin, my youngest adult, looked at me the other day. She's like, our family has a lot going on. And I'm like... <laughs> 
our family always has a lot going on. I don't even think about it anymore. We just always have a lot going on. We have a large family, so it's not unusual. I don't believe it is. Yeah. Because we have a large family. Um, but it, it's our job to just follow God and trust Him. And so that's you just have that humility and you just ha- just follow Him mm-hmm. and trust Him because yeah. He's going to take care of us. And He has again and again and again. Yeah. Um, so I feel like that this proverb, I don't know. I think all the proverbs are really good. I know. I enjoy yeah. You could, you could pick any one of them and, and it would be excellent. So, but this one has so much in it. Yeah. And it just feels so disjointed. And, I, and again, he could have used a good editor. I wish I could have been there with him. I would have helped him out a little bit. A lot of them are connected. He just needed some help arranging them. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I agree. Uh, so, yeah. Look through the proverb yourself. Think about the things that really stick out to you and meditate on those and chew on them. Hopefully some of our thoughts got you thinking your own stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, just just uh, grab one or two and chew on them throughout the day. And we will be back with you. Well, somebody will be back with you tomorrow. Have a great day.